Welcome to Fumpale Podcast, where we are unpacking opinions and changing destinations. I am your host, Shirley Altador, where each week we will chat about how to rise strong out of all types of obstacles that come with relationships. Through personal life experiences and discussions ranging from infidelity, trust, forgiveness, sex, heartbreak, self-love, and so much more. I am passionate and obsessed to provide guidance to every woman to create a better life. Let's dive in, pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. With me, your virtual girlfriend. Now, let me ask you a question. In that aspect, would you prefer your guy to come and be truthful with you and say, hey, you know, that change that we said that, you know, we can go through in relationship. Like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to hurt you. I love you. Mm-hmm. I value you. Your love is special to me. I have found myself at the point where I do feel like that. I can give love to other people and that I want to consider having a girlfriend or having an open relationship or having at least having the conversation, you know, not even the actions yet, at least having the conversation, you know, as a person in a relationship, because a lot of times this is how people came into polyamorous relationships, you know, with a partner that that they realized that they were polyamorous and they were honest, you know, as opposed to cheating, you know, how do you manage that? You know, cause some people would like to be blissfully aware. I mean, you know, not aware and just say, okay, you know, he's cheating. I don't care Mm. as long as I'm taken care of. So essentially you're still accepting that, you know? So how do you, as a monogamous woman, how do you feel that you would be if your husband came and said, Hey, I love you. I don't want to lose you. You're important to me. And I want to be with other people as well. And you're also, it's also okay for you to be with other people if you so chose to. So to use me as an example. Where's the court at? (laughs) I already know what you're crazy. Where's the court? Oh, Lord. Is there a judge in my back pocket? Oh, God. Yash. Let me tell you. I mean, but to consider that, like, you know, can you actually consider how heavy that would be for your mate to come and to imagine where they may be at to even come and be that honest with you? Well, you know, we both cheated in our relationship. And, you know, yeah, I cheated. He cheated. And his cheated resulted in a child. And you know that. So no one ain't die. He's still alive. She's still alive. I didn't hurt nobody. And, you know, I keep it real. I've said this in season one. Me and her will never be best friends. That will never happen. I'm respectful. But. I don't play that game where, oh, everybody is going to be in a tight circle and we're all going to be friends and all this other stuff. That's different. Mm. She's a trigger. She's well, a trigger but to But you know what I've learned, though? 
I spoke to someone and she enlightened me, Yash, and she had told me, she says, there's two types of side chicks out there. There are side chicks that get their emotions involved and side chicks that don't. Majority of people that step out, regardless if they have officially married documents or not, or they've been together a long time. Most people step out just to step out, not because they have plans on leaving their partner. 90% of them don't ever have plans on leaving their partner. And you have certain people that have all this hope in the world and they get, again, no emotional management and they get their emotions involved. And this is the two type of women you're dealing with. And the reason she said that to me is because she at one time had messed with a married man. And I said to her, why would you do that? She said, and her response to me was, I didn't know her. I didn't care to know her. And it was all sexual. That's it. But I knew how to detach my emotions. It was so to the point where the guy thought I was just supposed to be waiting around for him. She said one time he called me talking about some, my wife is out of town. You want to get together? And I told him I made plans. He almost like dropped the phone. Like I'm supposed to be just (laughs) waiting on him. And she says, Mm -hmm. that's the difference. You have women out here that are just waiting on these men. Like, Oh my God, I'm waiting on his phone call. He's going to text me. He's going to do girl, go live your life and go do what you got to do. You messing with a man who's fucking involved with someone else. Wake the fuck up. And this is why relationships get sticky and homes get wrecked and situations get more heated than they need to. Again, as you say, Yash, people don't have emotional management. And they don't, in 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 those situations, you know, versus someone, I'm going to say, I think that there is the difference of, you know, the, the, the women or even the men on the side as well. Yeah, because men, they're the they ones out here that, too. Yeah, there's the ones that are knowing and unknowing. So that's how I classify, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that, you know, when you're unknowingly the side chick, that you have free range for your emotions. Even if you miss the red flags because you just didn't want to see them yourself, you know, that it's easier to become more emotionally involved as well because for one you you didn't know that there was someone else so you thought you had free reign so now here you are you done found yourself now you are emotionally involved and it's like okay how do I handle that mm-hmm. and then you have people that you know they they don't care and and also don't care to not to also be emotionally involved with the person because um a lot of times we blame the emotions on the person that we feel is the record of the relationships and not realizing that these emotions sometimes came from somewhere that person did something mm-hmm. you know that person was somebody to them you know for those emotions to come about not to say that that person went out of their way to make someone fall in love but you have to understand that they still was involved in an intimate situation yeah. somehow. So again, it's hard to say, okay, you know, I'm going to have sex with you whenever I want to, and we can go out and we can cuddle and we can do whatever we do at times and not develop those emotions. I mean, you have people out there that are just a emotional anyway, yeah. you know, they don't have, they're, they're not quick to emotions. They're not quick to it. So whether they're a cheater or not, you know, even in their regular relationships or main relationships, 
they are not emotional people, you know? So it's easy for a person like that. Like I am heavily invested, but I practice emotional management. So, you know, I'm going to tell you, I have had men, Shirley, that I've literally said, listen, I love you. Uh, you're You're not responsible for my love. I'm not asking you to be responsible. Nothing has to change. You know why? Because you didn't do anything for me to, you didn't proactively step out. I fell in love with who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I love you because of who you are. My love doesn't obligate you though. That's the difference. My love doesn't obligate you. So I have no problem now in my life. I have no problem telling somebody if I love them because me, I'm not expecting everything to change. I'm not expecting them to maintain my love. That's a different, you know, when we fall in love with people, now we want them to maintain that love. You know, we want, we we're vulnerable. We want them to see that we love them. We're doing things so they can understand that now, you know, we're emotional and we want it back from them. Mm -hmm. You know, I can take the fact of knowing that I love someone and that somebody respects and they care for me. You know, and that they may not, you don't love the same. Even in your relationship, you may have fell in love before your husband. Your husband may have fell in love before you, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't grow the same emotionally in any relationship, you know? So just with that said, it's just, it's always hard to maintain feelings. It's, It's very hard for anybody to get into anything and say, Hey, this is what it's going to be and maintain them. You know, I just think that if you do get those feelings regardless of whether or not you choose to be in a relationship or whether you're cheating or not you know whatever your situation is whatever your dynamic if you get those feelings be able to communicate those and not obligate that other person to those feelings you know understand where you're at and also be ready to lose it if it's not compatible with you yes be ready to walk away I mean to answer your question for us We never wanted, and still to this day, we don't want an open relationship. And he has been honest with me. I have to tell you one thing I respect extremely a lot about our relationship is our honesty. We have been so honest to the point where I have to sit back and be like, well, Shirley, do you want to be lied to or do you want to be left in the unknown? Mm -hmm. Or... Do you have to be open-minded and mindful that there was enough respect given to the fact that you were made aware of the situation, even though it may have been later on or whatever the case may be, whenever you were, whenever I was made aware, but I was made aware. If I had to truthfully answer your question, Yash, um, it ain't going to change. I'm not sharing my partner. <laughs> I'm just not like e- sexually. I don't want it. Right. Let me sexually. I don't, I don't have a problem if he goes out with his friends and he's speaking to a woman at the bar or he's speaking to his coworker. At work. And emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally as well. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you in polyamorous relationships, there are absolutely non-sexual amorous relationships where you may have someone you may have a sexual relationship with one person Uh and the other person you love that person but for whatever reason you know your relation your energy is not sexual energy even though it is amorous energy so you know and surely that is fine 
You are a monogamous woman. You yeah. want one love. You want that one love to be dedicated to you. You don't want that one love. You don't want to have to feel, you know, that it's spread thin or that, you know, you're competing or whatever it makes you feel when you think about your partner or your husband being with someone else. And that's perfectly fine. It's nothing wrong. That's what monogamy is. It, yeah. It's nothing wrong with that at all. So, you know, when we talk, it's, I may challenge people, you know, and especially when it comes to monogamy, I'm a, I'm a devil's advocate, you know? <laughs> so, and sometimes but when that's you think good. about it, because it makes you think and it makes you grow like what I did with you, you know, why are you jealous? The jealous is not something that you're born with. That's, that's a symptom of something. Jealousy is a symptom of an underlying issue, whether it's a internal issue or whether it's an external issue it is still a symptom it is not the cause of why you're feeling that feeling so you know to get into the root of that listen let me tell you my friends girl they've went through this change with me right uh-huh. so you know i've um, my one girlfriend you know to be you know a little crass she was like oh Yo, you're a whole nigga now <laughs> <laughs> No, she yes, didn't say that. She did because I, you know, we went from a time where we were. That's how she saw it? Because it's, maybe it's because I experienced less emotions because I now pra- try to practice emotional management. So I, I know, I'm not going to say I no longer, but I try hard not to allow those feelings to derail me to the point where my actions is a reflection of exactly what I'm feeling and it's not easy because listen i get petty <laughs> yeah, so, I, I i'm not texting until he texts me first <laughs> i'm not coming over until he invite me because if i keep inviting myself i'm not feeling like you want me around like you know even though we may have an open door policy like hey babe you know uh-huh. you have keys to my place or you know whenever you want to come by you also have other partners so i have to be cognizant of that i don't want to be like hey babe i'm on my way and then you hit me up and be like hey you know i got somebody here here, which has happened and you know I, i'm cool with that oh. like, oh, because you didn't we didn't communicate that right away but you know sometimes i want to be i don't always want to say i'm coming over sometimes i want to hear babe i want to see you babe come oh. over babe i want to cuddle babe i want vulgars <laughs> like, yeah you know so trust me it's it's not always a you know you're not always stable in your emotions that's why it's called management because you're managing them they pop up and you have to decide whether or not you're gonna let these emotions derail your life and I may need a day or two to let it derail my life before I can get back together okay and that's just you know that's maybe how I manage those emotions I need to completely shut down so I don't ruin the relationship you know so I don't say anything to have me deleted and blocked on Facebook <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> But Yash, I got much respect for you, man. I can't do what you do. And that's why I, I like the lifestyle fascinates me and interests me because I'm like, if she's able to do it, then what what's going on? You know, and it doesn't mean I have to do it. I'm just right. it's just something I have much respect for you because to be able to show love that way for more than one individual. Not that you don't have your days, as you said, but that's not something I'm capable of doing. And I guess I have to not feel like I'm beating myself up because I'm not, because at least I'm acknowledging that. And I know what I want. And I know that 
I do not want to share my partner. And I don't want to share my, not just my partner. I don't want to share myself with Mm -hmm. somebody else. I want it just to be us. And that's it. You know, if we decide to bring somebody in, then that will be a one-time decision or something Mm -hmm. we communicate together. But other than that, going, stepping outside of the relationship, no. No, that's not something we're for. And, you know, I have to applaud our relationship because we've been together for so long, even through the fuck times, yo, Mm -hmm. we still together. And that alone says that it's not as bad as society tries to make it feel. It's really, truly not. Even though it's hard, but it's really just all a whole bunch of emotions that's involved. It's not like, I never stop loving him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's just. I mean, we truthfully, when you even in monogamous relationship, we try not to acknowledge the fact that you can love more than one person at a time. Yeah. So what we do is, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the way that some people find this out is through cheating. Yeah, um, that you can. So it's looked at even worse because then you found out that you could love more than one person by deceiving me. And I'm supposed to believe that you love this person the same way that you love me or that I'm more important than this person or it's not taking away something from me. And that's essentially because now you have broken my trust. So you've made me feel inadequate. You know, when I come to my partner and I talk to him about somebody else that I'm dealing with, we talk about those feelings of inadequacy. You know, I make sure that I try to do things to when he communicates that if we have any problems, that we take that into consideration and put it on the and try to put it on the forefront of our our brain, you know, to mm-hmm. to manage and to not to conform, but try to compromise and understand that and let that understanding be be a guide as well because you want that understanding back i wanted to ask you a question you know how women are so emotionally involved i feel like more than men and i had this conversation with one of my gay friends because men are able to men have the capability and i might be wrong and you know khalif and i are going to be seeing our counselor and i wanted to ask my counselor this question is how are men able to detach emotionally when it comes to sex? I know this has nothing to do with polyamorous, no. but I feel the reason I brought it up because I feel like it's a polyamorous relationship easier for a man than it is a woman. Is that a discussion you and your partner ever had? Um, because they're able to, they're able to do like a man can have sex with well, a woman see, he doesn't even love just to bust a nut. And, and truth and I mean so can I so I mean what that's not, what that's not neither here nor there I, I, I don't want carnal. nothing girl you see I have, listen how I have are no, you I see I'm why your friend was also. like you a whole dude now <laughs> because girl because I believe in free sexual expression as well I believe in women being able to freely express themselves in a sexual nature just the way men can regardless of whether it's emotions involved or not I don't you know I am a part-time feminist yeah just a little bit could you be an escort you know? 
no, no, that's I don't want to get paid for. It. I want I do things for for my pleasure, oh. you know, for my freedom. You know, okay. being an escort means that I'm now bound to your desires and your. Oh, freedom. okay. And even in BDSM, you. I'm the one in control. So <laughs> you are. That's the next thing I wanted to ask you about BDSM because I've heard. Well, I was educated. Like, okay. So what I wanted to bring up about the emotions, you're able to have sex with somebody and not be emotionally attached. Yeah. And I'm able to sit there and listen to him have you. I'm able to sit there and watch my man have sex with somebody else. That's not an issue at all. No, that's no, mm -mm, that's not an issue. Now, see, that's completely now that essentially has not that's more with me being a swinger than it is me being polyamorous so just to answer your question when it comes to men and their emotions typically I mean and them being able to just have sex with anybody you know that's not an aspect because polyamory is about love so men that yes I'm not going to say you're not going to find bad apples in everything you Mm -hmm. got bad apples in monogamy you know so Mm -hmm. yes do people come do men come and decide to be polyamorous because they think it's a gateway for them to have sex with a whole bunch of females yes that may be the case it's a bad apple that you have to root out it happens but typically you know a lot of a lot of the men and i'm talking about black i'm in groups that are centered on poc you know what's people of color people of color you know so these are poc polyamorous groups you know not to say there's not you know white people in these groups but it's based in black people you know Mm -hmm. or people of alternative you know uh ethics um or racist so it's we everyone does this but you know when it comes to men you know those men that are in these groups that i speak to they understand and they respect you know what polyamory is now you do have a lot of misogynist people and you have them everywhere so you you're gonna run into the ones that feel like you know it it should be one man and, and many women as opposed to one woman and many you know and many men you know mm-hmm. you're gonna run into those type of things but in terms of them being able to have sex in it and and not be emotionally attached I I truthfully think that um that is a myth um that women are not able to do the same thing because we have been sexually suppressed for so long. You know, there was a long time that you know the world didn't even believe that women had orgasms or that we got pleasure from sex. Yeah. You know, I mean and even right now doctors still don't understand the female clitoris. Yeah. Doctors still don't understand the female orgasms. I mean you had a whole doctor, was it Dr. Matthews or Dr. Matters, I think it was, mm-hmm. that you know back in the day I think it was called set something on on TV, but you know he studied female orgasms, you know, because back then they thought we was going through hysteria. <laughs> You know, and actually that's how they got women off when they thought that it was crazy and acting off. They, let me tell you, Shirley, the way that the, the actual vibrator, the vibrator were built by medical, medical people for women to cure hysteria. So they didn't realize that women were having orgasms because they didn't believe that women got pleasure from sex. So they were literally getting women off. And because now the women are in a state of euphoria because they had orgasms, they believe it was curing hysteria. So whenever they had big old boxes, Shirley, I mean, the first vibrator was a huge box. And it was like the women 
they would go to the doctors first and the men basically got them off the doctors. That's basically what they were doing. They got them off and then they went home and they were great for some days. <laughs> you educated so, me today. I didn't realize that. Oh my God. Yes. And, and so with that being said, you know, we, it's always been that men receive pleasure from from sex, you know, so we're with our wives and women to procreate. We're with our harlots and mistresses to have fun. You know, mm. it was never thought of, of women having fun when it came to sex. So I think it's a myth that, you know, we, we tend to think that men are l- lacking in emotion to make them able to have sex more often you know as opposed to a woman because we we consider a woman a delicate flower we're still under that impression that you mean to tell me my wife wants a penis in her mouth and one in her ass at the same time like oh my god like you know that would trick men out back then that's the things that the mistresses did you know yeah so i i really just think that's a myth as of right now today there are just probably probably even more especially as we go through menopause and everything and it's interesting i don't mean to cut you off it's interesting that you say that there was a serial killer that made that same comment he was killing these girls and having sex with these prostitutes because he didn't want his wife to perform fellatio on him. Yep. And you'll be surprised. There are many a men today that, you know, they do the swinging stuff because some things they may not want to do with their partner mm-hmm. or, you know, or they're into it while they're single because they can never consider doing this with their partner once they get into a relationship. So, you know, th- listen, I have no problem absolutely having sex with someone for very carnal reasons because the chemistry the sexual chemistry was great they turned me on i had a great time and and you can watch them have sex with another woman i can watch my man have sex with another woman yes i don't have yeah and and the thing is is as long as nothing is going on in our relationship or we have any underlying issues, got it. You know, it doesn't present too much of an issue for me and vice versa for him as well. You know, he, he can watch me you. have Yes, he has watched me have sex with the other maturity people. level between you two. And listen, he's been, you know, not I don't want to visually see that. And like, I he's think been right I would there like, no, do mind. it like that. Like, she likes what? it like this. Like, yes, babe, Girl, get that. I would be incarcerated. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. Like, I'd literally, you would not hear from me anymore. I'd be literally in jail. You would be seeing me on the news. Woman loses her mind after seeing her man has sex with someone else. I would lose it, Yash. Yeah. I what? Your level I, of maturity, I am not there yet. I am and listen, still and I'm crawling. trying to be at other people. Imagine that. Like, you there's know, people higher be, than you. Yeah. Oh my I know. God. I, I would love to be at no. some other people's level. I'm at but, level one. You know. You're like at level seven. <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. I don't want to watch any of that activity and And even if it wasn't him even if it was another partner that's going to be like a potential once i decide to dedicate myself to you i don't want to do that because even when i was talking to you about threesome i didn't tell you the full he ain't doing nothing It was just for my pleasure. He ain't doing nothing. You ain't sticking that nowhere. Oh my God. That is so funny. Yeah, this and this is, and then it comes that I feel like, okay, Shirley, am I being controlling? 
because yeah, that's a, a whole nother issue. But if issue. he agreed to it, well, you he know. wouldn't have a problem watching. Like he can see okay. that's the thing. He okay. wouldn't have a problem All watching, right. but that I'm okay with. Okay, you know that's something you. we so. That's why I was like, no, you're not doing anything. I don't want you to do nothing. You yeah, keep no, that thing have, over there. Oh, I don't gosh. have any problems with it. Your um, level like of I maturity, said, I, I can. So, I mean, I've been at the point of, you know, like, hey, my babe needs a headmistress. Like, who got him? Your who needs a headmistress? A headmistress. So, you know, someone is just going to give him head, you know. She's the headmistress, you know. Oh. I've even tried to recruit for that for him before. Like. <laughs> Really? Okay, so let's talk about the BDSM. Now, BDSM, I've heard of it when I've spoken to my gay friends. So now I've never had the conversation with a woman and you're the dominant, right? I am what is considered a switch. So I can be both dominant and submissive. Okay. Um, I am not prone to submissive. I probably can. I've never been a submissive. I just know that I have the capability to be submissive depending on who the person is. So I am more prone to, um, to being dominant. That's typically my go-to. Um, probably to even get me into anything submissive, we have to have an emotional attachment. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So you, you know, have for me personally, all the gear. Yeah. Like the I mean, whips, the chains, the... I mean, I have a little bit of... I have a little bit of toys. Um, okay. I have some things that are custom. But you don't need it to be into BDSM. You can do every... You know, it's not even just about the implements that you use, even though you use implements. I could take... I could take spoons and spatulas in my house and do the same thing I do with those, you know, that I would do with a paddle, you know, oh, on someone. Okay. And so, for those who are unaware, Yash... Tell them what, because even me, I tend to forget the BDSM, what it stands for. So it 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 it, it does have a couple different um, meanings. So um, it, there is bondage. Um, here I go. There's bondage, dominant, um, sadomasochism is the SM. Okay. So sadist and masochism. Um, some people... Um, use the i mean the bdsm is bondage um the domin the domination and then um slave and masters so it, it can depending on how you see it you know what letter you feel you represent or you know all of them together a long time ago it was just called sadomasochism okay um, you know it was actually actually if you look up sadomasochism is actually a, a a medical term <laughs> they thought that you know people were crazy you know there was actually you know part of sex crime sadomasochists okay um you know for the things that they do now whereas i will say that you know whereas i am very much so well versed on you know polyamory i am with bdsmb but it is a constant constant educational um because you the, the things that you do you have um that they can be illegal you know, in some states, they are legal. Yeah. You know, if I have, you know, if I'm choking you while we're having sex and I'm practicing some asphyxiation on you, you know, that can be illegal. Yeah. And if so, if, if it goes too far in right in that moment, mm -hmm. you know, those are things that are considered sex crime. So, you know, there are definitely people that are. Listen, when I tell you their education level when it comes to BDSM, I mean, all the different 
terms and all the different practices and safety practices. You know, you have um, RAC, which is um, risk assessment, uh, consensual kink. It's like different protocols that people go by. You have uh, SSC, which is safe. Um, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's safe. I'm going to have to look that one back up. You know more than I, I really do. Just, I have a friend who has listen. a podcast who interviewed someone who does this almost kind of, I'm not going to say full time. No, yeah. But Some people live the life. Yeah, like he lives live that a life, life of dominatrix or mm-hmm. dominant. Like it's a, I have many of friends that it's a 24-7 thing with them, you oh, know? wow. Yeah, it's because it's, 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 it's also a lifestyle. It's, it's not even just, for some people, it's just bedroom kink. You know, yeah. it's just something that you do in a bedroom. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the BDSM community may consider that just you're, you're just kink. You know, you're just kinky, you know. Um, people that are really BDSM, or I'm going to say that really does this 100%, you know, you have very, you have different levels and different communities that you get into. And it, it's very intensive it can be very extensive in the knowledge that you have to learn the different things because like I paddle I love to I love impact play so I like to flog people I have a flogger I had one made and one that I bought uh, what's a flogger so a flogger is um it's pretty much like a what you would look at as like a whip but it has a handle and it has a bunch of different falls or tassels on them okay so you know that's considered a flogger um you have to know when you're when you're flogging someone, you have to know where you're hitting at. You know, where's the sweet spot? Yeah, the if touch you should, points. Yeah. Right. You know, I making sure that you're not hitting on kidneys or, you know, you're not, if I'm paddling someone with my paddle, that I'm not hitting the tailbone or mm-hmm. that I'm not hitting in the same spot and breaking blood vessels. Like it is so much that you have, depending on what your kink is, yep. you have people that's into medical play, that's into needle play or even to the point of bloodletting yeah you know there are so many different kinks that are involved and some that you was just i mean even for me i'm just like yo you know you try not to do judgment you know but you know we have a thing that we say your kink is not his kink is not her kink is not their kink so respect everyone kinks because what I do, someone else may judge just as what someone else does. You know, f- I may not be able to do it. You know, there are people that are into feces and scat play. You yeah. know, there are people All that are into urination. You know, you try, you know, for me, it's a hard, it's hard limit, hard pass. I don't want your feces. I don't even want my grandbaby feces on me. So I don't want your feces nowhere near me. I don't know what's in that day. I don't even want my own feces in my thing because, you know, it caused me to have infections. So yeah. I, I'm I'm good. But there's but that's everyone my has limit. different stuff they love oh, and you realize girl. this. And some now, of it is nasty. Do, I wanted to ask, do you record because I've spoken to some of my friends who have like a recording set up. He has like a whole dungeon set up and he connects with, I I don't, I guess basically people are watching. I guess it's like a community. I don't know if you pay for it. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, that just depends on who, I mean, your consent, one, the consent of, because uh, in a lot of places when you do it publicly, so when you uh-huh. go to dungeons or if you go to BDSM censored, I mean, um, center events, a lot of them have rules in place when it comes to 
recording because okay. you're, you can possibly violate someone's consent. Gotcha. So if you have a, if his dungeon is to the point where, you know, they sign consent waivers to say that they're okay mm-hmm. with being recorded, or even if it's a verbal, okay, you know, if it's implied or whatever the case may be, you know, long as he has their consent. So do I have recordings of some sessions that I've done? Yes. Cause I was able to get consent Mm-hmm. from those people so if I ever wanted to show that video you know I would still reach out to them even now today and you want to watch consent. yourself I mean yeah I mean you learn from watching yourself so if I'm flogging <sighs> someone then I can see how my technique is or how okay. I may need to do something different or how I may need to practice to improve my technique. Okay. Like my, I may feel like my flow is good, but my flow doesn't look good. And you want it to look good too, if you're going to be in front of people. You, you know, know what? I could, I could totally understand your uh, tweaking your techniques. I get yeah. it. It's kind of so, like doing reverse cowgirl, looking in the mirror, like, okay. Listen, <laughs> and you do, you put that face on and the yeah, hand on the knees, like, you okay. know. Uh-huh. Let me try this right here and see if it looks cute. Okay. So I, I'm doing I get that you. <laughs> okay, so I totally understand. Now, BDSM, uh, the most I would do is like role play. We've tried some role play, and we've only incorporated um, what's the thing? Uh, the handcuffs yes we've incorporated okay. handcuffs so and then whips and that's before. it very like some ampat play okay so that's what it's called so the handcuffs is just... considered bondage and the whips well, yeah, are what impact play impact? So, you know, yes because you're making an impact on something so oh impact, impact play. play got yes. it okay yeah and that's all we've ever incorporated and <laughs> that was really it was like light work you know what i'm saying it was like all delicate i guess on oh, my part so I mean, yeah. it's so many different, you know, I mean, BDSM essentially is about control, who you're deciding to give your, if you're mm-hmm. either you're giving up control or you're receiving the control, you know? Mm-hmm. So me as what I consider a top, a top is someone who runs the session. I'm in control of the session. So you I could do. use the top in the women term too, because isn't yeah. that in the gay community, the it top is and bottom a is lot of what terms they are use. interchangeable. Oh, okay. And, but you have to understand that also BDSM, um, a lot of it stem from the gay community. A lot of practices that, you know, we have is, it's very interchangeable, um, okay. within the, the BDSM community and within the gay community as well. You know, they practice what, and now I'm not well versed in this and actually in the BDSM chat that I was just in, mm-hmm. um, you know, they was talking about like, you know, what they consider leathers. It's like, <clears throat> kind of like the motorcycle game you know they have mm-hmm. their leather that leather community mm-hmm. well that's in bdsm as well and a lot of it like i said is interchangeable stemming from the gay community the motorcycle clubs those leathers you know those protocols that are set in place um and but like i was saying but with bdsm period is it's it's a range of things and is it depends on how how involved you want to be in it like you said you and your mate you did it and it was just you know it was light it was just bedroom kink activities Mm -hmm. which is fine you know you may be more controlling or more dominant and you wanted to explore that in a role-playing session or vice versa 
um, you know, or you may be dominant in your day-to-day life and you just wanted to give up power and you just wanted to be submissive and you just wanted to follow directions and you didn't want to have to think about anything. You know, you just wanted to be put in the hands of somebody who's going to take care of everything within your boundaries and within, you know, the limits that y'all have set forth and specified. Exactly. You know, so- it's a lot. Like I said, people do it on to the point where like there's an actual high protocol that, you know, their submissives or their slaves follow. Personally, I'm not at the point where I want a submissive. Um, I'm just at the point where I like to seen, you know, so I like to be the top. I like to be in control of session. So if I had a consistent bottom, just somebody that would be in the submissive role, that would be the person that in that scene that things will be getting done to. They would be the ones that give up their, their control to me for that specified time. Gotcha. But once that time is over, they're free to go. They're not bound to me anymore. As opposed to if I had a submissive who would still be bound to me. That would be like when it's a role play, like a owner and an animal or something like that. Well, there's that's that's part of that's a part of BDSM It's called pet play. Pet so play. it was where okay. a, a person identifies as a pet or they want to dress up as a pet or they may have a feather tail. You know, I'm not well versed on pet play because I'm not into it. Gotcha. But that's another kink. Um, You, you have many different kinks you have. Uh, pet play you know you have rope bunnies people that like to be tied up you have riggers people that like to tie people up um you know you have daddy doms um ones that are in like a it it seems like a more of a paternal secure type of dominant and i've seen that i've seen one girl who she's a child and her husband Mm -hmm. is like her um protector her daddy yeah that's age play Okay. Okay. So, so you know, all this and I falls just into the BDSM. All of it falls within the BDSM realm, and it's extensive. There's more kinks that you know you can ever really think of. You know, because you may not have even considered them kinked foot fetishes and you know yeah. age plays. And, I didn't realize you know, they were all part of the BDSM until I started educating myself a little bit and realized all that falls under that realm. It can. And you can do these separately of, you know, your personal kinks can be considered separate of BDSM. Mm -hmm. So it can be people that, you know, that are just, like I said, foot fetish. They have no desire to control or be controlled. This is just their kink. This is what they like to do. We've had good conversation today talking about polyamorous, swinging, open relationships, infidelity, BDSM. But before we end today, what do you want to tell our listeners when it comes to all this? I mean, everybody in a relationship, rather you're dating, rather you're not dating, rather you have a title, rather you don't have a title. What piece of advice do you want to tell the world? Um, I would say the first thing is to learn yourself. Spend time learning yourself. Um, when you know yourself, then, or when you start to learn yourself, because we're ever changing, you have a better idea of what type of relationship you want to get into. Um, and not even the type, but who you want to be in a relationship. Um, I would tell the world to learn how to be in a relationship. Look up, read how to be in a relationship, whether you're in a monogamous relationship or not. You know, it's a skill. being in a relationship is still a skill 
You want to develop that skill. You want to develop good habits for being in that relationship. The same way you do when you go to school, you want to develop good habits for learning. So look up something. And a lot of times we feel we don't have time to, or, you know, that's, that's, that's a small thing, but you won't be aware of how much information that you'll receive when you open yourself to the knowledge that's out there. Because once you have knowledge, it can potentially change your outlook on things. Look up, how do I manage my jealousy? How do I manage my codependency? How do I manage my love? How do I manage my boundaries? Because you have boundaries in everything. Um, Accept yourselves. Accept the relationship that you choose to be in. There's no relationship that's more important than the other relationship or a relationship style. Respect other people's relationship. If you are not aware of something, look it up. That's the first thing that I would do as opposed to judging anybody's dynamic because you don't know what got them and what their role is and what their story is. You know, so my first thing is learn you. Read up on you. And that means internalize yourself. Don't be scared to learn who you are because we are at times. Don't be scared. You are your best person. Put that, put work into that person. Thank you, Yash. I agree with everything you said. I wanted to piggyback off of some of the um, other things you've added. Emotional management, as you basically summed it up in the last thing you just said, is very important. Change is consistent in life. And even in our relationship, the same person you may have met back in September of 97 is not going to be the same person in September of 2007. 10 years have gone by and a lot of involvement have taken place. Learn to respect your mate for the person they are at that moment. Communicate with each other. And love is constantly changing and evolving. It's something we're not taught when we're young. We learn as we go. We learn with each new mate. It's hard out here in these relationships is the truth. Trying to maintain it and you know, being your best self for you and for your mate can be very challenging. So I want to thank you guys for listening for this session. A nice, interesting conversation that we had. Yash, thank you for being a guest. I appreciate it. On thank this. you for having me on. I appreciate thank it. I really enjoyed it. You're very passionate. I am. I am. I love this (laughs) topic that I talk about on the podcast. It, you know, it, it enlightens me because, um, these are things people don't talk about the dark side of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's conversations that must be had that we don't have enough, you know, other side of the norm. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. Like we all out here fucking up. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) all of us, we all out here fucking up. Right. You know, so stop trying to act like you somebody that you're not on social media. And I always try to like, I am nowhere near perfect. And I don't want anybody to ever assume that my relationship is not perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't know it all. My podcast is to, you know, educate others. That's why I bring people such as yourself and others, like listen to other people's story. Listen to what's Mm -hmm. going on out here. Like get this foolishness sometimes out your head because it's not always just one way. 
But as we end today, as I always say, love yourself, voice yourself and be yourself. And until the next podcast, guys, have a good evening or have a good day, depending on when you're listening. Peace out. tuning in to Fampale Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I want to hear from you. Head on over to the website or join our Facebook community and comment your favorite part of the show or share your thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Chat with you next week.